Hey guys, welcome back. National Fire Radio here today. Rob and I, the crew, Tucker and Sebi, uh, we're here today at Ragtop Industries and Capital City Fire Helmet. Pete Callen with Ragtop, Ashley Shapiro with Capital City Fire. It's nice, guys. Just a little wave. It's good. Say hello. Hi, hey, everybody. <laughs> so listen, this is, this is you know this is one of those interviews that I, I really enjoy because. Um, knowing you guys, but not knowing the whole story is why we want to fill in the gaps today. And, and you guys have become good friends, and, uh, and we value um, your friendship and your contribution to the fire service, and we're going to get into all of that. Um, Pete and I have known each other a little bit longer. Um, you know, we did some work back with you when we first met, um, and then I had met Ashley through the, the, uh, the merger here with Ragtop and Capital City, and so... Ashley, I'm, I'm proud to call you a friend and a brother, and uh, it's great learning your story today, too, and meeting your father earlier today, uh, and so on while we were at the shop. But um, what we want to do with this, as we sit in this cool uh, furniture, Pete, give me a little vibe on this furniture real quick. Mid-century modern. Nice. Uh, you know, kind of like my thing. I got um, it. Kind of an oddball, so I like oddball furniture. No, um, good friend of mine owns a furniture finishing company. Uh, specializes in mid-century modern furniture. It's an art, no different than it is refurbishing a fire helmet. Yeah. Um, so when we, you know, when I told them we were moving into the new store, uh, new storefront, everything, and we we're gonna have a little day room area. He right. Goes, uh, I, he goes, uh, what do you need for furniture? Awesome. Uh, so we, you know, we came together. We have a couple more pieces coming in, but uh, this way, if you're coming in to get your helmet fixed, or you know, you're coming to get sized by ash or something like that, and you know. You can you can just hang out in the chairs for a little bit. I, I love that anybody week. else in, in business would be like for our lobby, but we're firemen, so it's a day room area. It's a day room. It's, yeah. it's, day room. it's not only that, Rob, but it's also the uniqueness of it too, yeah. right? And and that's exactly what we're doing here with Ragtop of Capital City is preserving the uniqueness of everybody's fire uh, helmet. Right. I love that. I mean, it just kind of fits the theme. So I kind of want to roll into it. Um, you know, Pete, we've known each other for a while now, and so on. So I know some of the background of Ragtop, but Maybe you could just give me the uh, the chapter one through chapter ten of Ragtop and and how it how it came about and uh, and how you got to the point before uh, you got here with uh, Ashley and Capital sure. City. Sure. So you know, ten eleven years ago, and, you know, all these things always seem to happen by accident. Right. Uh, you know, a good friend of mine, uh, he retired as deputy chief out of New Haven. He's chief of uh, Swansea, New Hampshire now. Uh, Bill Gould uh, came to me and said, hey, "You fi you fix fire helmets, right?" And at the time, it was at my volunteer house, and it was just plastics. And Messing was, around? Yeah, just literally just putting some screws in back and forth. Right. Well, I got this leather, you know, uh, I need it fixed because, you know, the wire's showing, and the chief doesn't want it in service anymore. So, okay. Because you know how to do it? I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. No problem. I can definitely do it. I had no <laughs> fucking idea what I was That's doing. how it always starts, uh, yeah, right? No idea. So I spent some time researching and things like that uh, and figured out how to do it. And at the time, it was, you know, um, PC7 epoxy and, you know, uh, one shot enamel paint, you know, pretty right. basic. But so I, you know, I did it and gave back to him, and I guess it was good enough. And you know, another guy he knew called me, and another guy he knew called me, and another guy he knew called me, and then this guy's friend from Boston called me, and this guy's friend from New York City called me. And, right. So I spent. I was actually out training for the Air Force in Coronado Air Station, California, and uh, I was sitting in my hotel room because I'm in the Air Force, so we get hotels, um, and building a website. 
went I went home and started building the shop in my basement and started you know taking on this taking on this piecework as more and more people called um, there was a online forum ctfire-ems.com that was right. big at this point um, and I made my little announcement of oh look check this out look what I can do you know all that stuff and Ash had reached out to me and uh, was like hey, you know pretty pretty neat what you're doing I'm actually doing the same thing so it was like at this point, you know, nobody knew what helmet refurbishers were. Yeah, right. It was a very quiet, like, word-of-mouth thing. And for two to happen in the state at the same time, almost the same. He's been in the business longer than me, but, you know, kind of public almost at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, well, let's hop, so let's hop yeah, in yeah, there, right? So, Ashley, give me, um, you know, first off, uh, pump operator, uh, operator of tac the tactical unit down in Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, been a fireman for many years and uh, following your father's, uh, footsteps and it's in the family business and so uh, Hartford's a tough city a lot of firefighting going on there some hard work yeah and so on how did you fall into the fire helmet business well I used to ride with my father growing up and you know like a cop has his gun and fireman has his helmet right? I love that yeah that's their story so I'm like wow this that's pretty cool these helmets look nice and they all have different features of them and then I got in the academy. I didn't really know the history of like MSA buying cars or right. whatever they're doing now. And when I graduated, you know, they gave me this helmet. I'm like, what the hell is this fucking thing? You know, it's a turd. Right. I was like, this isn't what my father has. And I'm looking at his wall, all his collections. Like, this looks nothing like that, and something's got to change. So I, I started tinkering. Yeah. I changed all of the brass out to the retro brass. I changed the brim shape. I mean, I took some lumps at work for modifying. Allegedly, issue, right? allegedly modifying gear, but yeah. um, I wanted it to look the right way, the old school way. And uh, the same thing, word of mouth. Hey, can you do mine? Hey, can you try this? Hey, you paint helmets? Now I do, I don't know. Give it a shot. So I bought like two or three helmets on eBay and just, I tinkered. Tried to perfect the craft. And uh, actually, Matt Firestone from Signal 50 Industries back in the day, uh, Kind of reached out to him. I was like, hey, you know, are you still in business? What are you doing? Can you give me any pointers? And he helped me out. He helped me get off my feet. And uh, this was like an OG guy. Like, uh, I don't know who. Who is it? This is going back before. Yeah, okay. This is okay. First guy in the state of Connecticut to actually refer to Sean. Is that right? Yeah. Give me a time frame. Like year wise, like it's over a decade. Ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So nine, like two thousand ten. Okay. Gotcha. Century. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Um, I forget where he works. Sikorsky? Yeah, Pratt Whitney. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, he he was very generous with everything. He helped me out as best he could. You know, try this, try that. Here's some parts. I mean... And he was tinkering too, but he was... He, he was, was kind of on his way out the door with the helmet stuff. Okay. So, he's like, sure, take the reins. Like, I'll always be in, like, good graces of Matt. I always thank him for that. Yeah. yeah. And then, same like Pete said, we were on the forum. He put up his work. I put up mine. Like, hey, how you doing? Little kid on the block, you know. I remember. The, I actually remember the first conversation we had, like feeling each other out, like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You do this, right? You do that, right? You do this, you know. How do you do that? You know, kind of felt, felt each other out a little bit, and uh, you know, we agreed to meet up one day because I forgot how we got on the conversation in the eight eighty. This uh, is back in like so. This has got to be like twenty eleven. Okay. It may have been before that. 2010, 2011. Right. Um, you know, I'm pretty like sporadic. You know, like squirrel runs by and I'm off in a different direction. What? Ash is pretty grounded. Yeah. You know? uh, so we came up with this idea that we wanted to put a brass ring inside an old 
you know, early 80s, 70s, uh, 880. Okay. Right? We would put the leather system liner and suspension and everything into the inside of a plastic 880 because it's an awesome helmet if you, you know, you need something for burning or training, things like that. And uh, so that's, that's what we did. We spent an entire day up at his father's house. Right. In the garage, in the garage shops, you know, and uh, we, we just started screwing around. Well, there's some, you know? should be something said for that too, right? It's like you guys both very, very humble beginnings of tinkering around and then starting to, through word of mouth, starting to get more regular work coming in just from people saying, hey, man, I'd love for you to update the suspension of mine. Right, and it's, it, it, I think the biggest thing in business, to be successful in business, is you need a good support system. 100%. And so that's kind of what Ash and I were for each other over the last 10 years until we, you know, until we merged and still are, is we didn't have anybody to talk to that was fixing helmets. Right. You know, there was no money that was really giving up the secrets or giving up, you know, what it was. So a lot of stuff we figured out on our own, and we ended up developing this, our business models so that we did not compete with each other. Yeah. Um, but you blazed the trail together. Right, right. Right, which I think is a cool story, yeah. right? Is that, you know, a lot of times in, not just the fire service, but anywhere, it's always instant competition and instant, right. uh, you know, hair stands up in the back of your neck and you become guarded, yeah. right? You yeah. become yeah. very protective of what you have, and then you try to feel out the, like you said, right? Your first interaction yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. let me see what this guy can do. Let me see what I can do, you know, and yeah. and so on. So that's that's an interesting conversation for sure. Well, I think we just hit it at the right time. You know, as you probably know some of the names, you know, there's guys that were refurbing helmets long before us. Cars used to run an academy that was, was like a refurbishment academy. Oh, is that right? Yep. And okay. uh, they taught you how to do everything, and then they stopped that because, you know, we live in a liability world, which sucks, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so... There were guys that were doing it before us. We just hit it at the right time. Social media was getting big. Yep. There really wasn't a lot of people out there that were our age that were doing it and were able to take advantage of social media, word of mouth, you know, things like that. Um, I have to think it was a regional thing, too, because, you know, right. being in a, I mean, I grew up in the fire service and, and then, you know, becoming a firefighter myself for 25 years now. And up until social media, Instagram, Facebook, I really didn't know there was helmet refurbishment. Not an eye when I started. Really? Like you knew a Google Talk search. about that, yeah. There was maybe, again, Signal 50 would barely pop up because Matt was on his way out of doing it. And then you had, like, the Helmet Doctor who was, it was, like, the main page of a website. The Helmet the next, Doctor. Yeah, you had the next button, <laughs> the 404, like, can't go, don't pass go or whatever. Right, right, right. And then uh, there was a guy out of Florida on, like, a Tumblr page or something. So there was really no information. So this is, now. yeah, this is there was There was a small blip in a firehouse or fire engineering forum or something like that. Mm -hmm. That was like, oh, one-shot paint and PC7 epoxy, and that's all you need. You know, brush it on. I mean, we started brush painting helmets. I mean, that's how we used to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we one-shot paint, brush in the brush. Paint in my bedroom. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. That's wild. But I mean, but that's, I think, too, like, that's part of the beginnings that makes that makes it work, right? It's like you have to you have to have those struggles and you have to have those learning curves. Like you said, nobody was handing you the keys to the kingdom and saying, this is how you do it, kid. Right, this is right, this right. is how you repair a helmet. This is how you build up the leather. This is how you paint it correctly, right? Like right, nobody's right. teaching you guys that. No, no. I, I had a good foundation from that, but beyond that, I had to I had to teach myself how to paint. Trial by fire, right? Like you know how to do repairs, how right. to sand a helmet. Like a lot of this stuff, you just buy product and figure it out. Yeah. You know. And then there were times when him and I would meet up. Like, hey, what are you doing for paint? 
you try this paint, I'll try ours. Let's put a torch to it, let's see what works better. Let's try stripping a helmet this way or that way. Right. And then we both perfected the craft to the point where, all right, now you can do your thing, I'll do mine, but I'll step on each other's toes. Right. With that mutual respect and understanding that if, if Ashley well, let anything go there, if he did anything. At this point, we ended up becoming good friends. Right. So, um, through the process. You know, through the process. So it was always the intention of we always just kind of modified our, our you know, agreement so that and our gentleman's agreement of how we were going to operate so that we were never really in direct competition with each other right and we just we use each other i use them for retro brass because sure. that's a skill in itself i actually don't even know how to do it i have no interest in knowing how to do it uh he has that covered right and when it comes down to you know the flat blacks and kind of the, some of the more modern day innovative type stuff right he sends it you know he tries it, it irks him sometimes, I'm sure, when he has you know, <laughs> yeah. some of the some of the some of the you know retro stuff intermingling mixing the two, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Stuff you know, right. he dies every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, we we figured out how to work and how to kind of blend both companies. So, but and and that's so the merger, right? right. So you guys are forging your own paths. You know, in we, the back in the background. Talking and managing and, and figuring things out together in a way, right? And forging your own way. We knew this was going to happen. I mean, we probably started talking about a merger five years ago. Yeah, five years ago. I called you up. I was like, how the hell can we make this work? Right. Toss around ideas, and then he sat on it for a year, and he yeah. calls me up. All right, how do we make this work? Right. Just back and forth. But well, I, think, I just want to say, like, the merger, like, people think of a merger, and usually a company disappears. Right. And that. So, like, it's, and it's also, like, sometimes it's hostile, right? Like, you know, a hospital takes over another hospital system, and then that, you know, that old community game is gone. What's been interesting about today is we've had the experience going through Red Top when you were in your old shop yep. and seeing that crap. And today, to, like, I didn't know what retro work was on a helmet. And, you know, like, there were things that I, I knew was wrong with my helmet, but I never understood why. Mm. And, like, that was something, like, when you talk about cutting the brass, custom fitting the brass because every leather helmet is just a little bit different because it's made by hand and it's got this process like I was blown away by that but the cool part is watching these two separate businesses come together and watching and they, they coexist but now you're even producing out this awesome product because you know like, I mean, you said you don't know how to you know do the brass stuff um, that's fine I mean but like that that, that happens here is, is pretty fucking cool what ends up happening, you know, you guys, you guys are all business guys, so you guys know what ends up happening is, you know, I started in, in my basement, right? And we, you know, my wife and I bought a new house, and she was like, no way are you having a shop in, in this new house, you know, our pride and joy new house. So I was like, ah. Man, do I get that conversation a lot? No right. way. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. you know, so I had to find, I had to find a new place. Of course. So I found this, you know, 800 square foot mezzanine that ended up working really well. So now you introduce overhead. Which, yeah, but sometimes right. is that pushes what you need. Right. Right? So you're in this constant game of chasing the overhead. Right. Right? Uh -huh. So now Absolutely. I have to increase my production to cover my 800 square foot overhead. So now I'm working on that for the next however many years. And this is how, this is how it's going to get to where the merger happened is that I needed to increase my volume. I needed to increase my productivity. And then I assumed payroll. And now I have... Don't work it for me 100%. that, you know, need a paycheck every week. I'm their paycheck, you know, and um, so I was chasing that. So now I need to increase, but now I've grown out of 800 square feet. So now I need to find something that's bigger. How do you, I mean, that conversation is really telling me that it went from 
a hobby, small scale business. Oh yeah, yeah. To take we, talk about that because I think so many people, right? Not not just in the fire service and guys with you know jobs on the side and so on, but a lot of times people are hesitant to take that jump or take it even further and say, how do you not fall out of love with the passion you have for this because it's become real instead of something that was uh, a smaller part that you were uh, head over heels in love with, right? When you were tinkering in your basement or painting, you did it for the love of it. Yeah, like you, you love the, how do you, how do you not lose track of that when now you have, you know, uh, 3,000 square feet and you have retail and you have uh, employees and you have, I mean, insurance and HR and payroll. I mean, yeah. these are those things that like, and so I think what happened too is knowing the story a little bit is that's what kind of brought you guys together as well, no? Well, I had kind of invested a lot of my, a lot of my efforts and energy into infrastructure. Right. Right. Um, at the same time as trying to, so I wasn't really, you know, there's not a lot of money in home restoration. For all you guys that are out there that there's <laughs> like not a lot of money, so just let me, just stay in your basement. Um, but uh, I had kind of invested into infrastructure and things like that where, you know, Ash was the one man show. Right. And he did everything. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, a hundred percent. No, it was him. He had, he, he, I had, I've had Mike's been, Mike's been with me for six years now. Yeah. Like only six years. Right. And, uh, he was, you know, oh, sorry, sorry. And we're good. So, uh, you know, Getting him, Mike, you yeah. know, was, was employees. So I started having employees. Ash just invested basically and do it himself, which is, you know, not, there's nothing bad to be said about that. Um, just we ended up kind of doing different models. So yeah, we, we have a good support system. Though. Right. You know, my my silent partner for the last ten years has been my old man, but my biggest support has been my wife. Right. When you know she's heard me bitch for the last ten years. Sure. Now I think I'm tired of this shit. I think it's time to move on. Like, yeah, you sure? You know, I don't know. And she's helped me with some of the uh, the tax stuff or invoicing. So, right. like, deep suspension, she used to be the one that stitches them for me. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, she'd help where she could, but I was still doing 95% of the work. Sure. And it beat the hell out of me. I bet. I bet. We, we had our conversations all the time where we would call each other up almost monthly and be like, that's it, I'm done. I'm shutting down. I can't deal with this anymore. This, you know, this is going wrong and I can't deal with it. You know, so we were used to having to call each other and, and, and yeah. just the vent, you know, vent and everything like that. It's nice to have somebody that understands. So that's, well, yeah, right. Like I said, we didn't have anybody else to talk to right. that was going down this path. I mean, any, and any of the guys that did weren't really open to talking. It was like a really well-guarded secret of how everything was done. So it's right. not like, there's a, there's a fella down in Baltimore area that was doing some doing some good amount of work, I would say. I remember him, he used to paint the custom flags and the, the brims and whatnot. Right, right, and he would, um, he was kind of like it, he was like the guy, you know, um, and he just couldn't get anything out of him. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, that's something you'll see all over the forums and like Facebook and social media and stuff like that is, is you'll see somebody say, what kind of paints are you using, what's kind of, and then it's like, Nobody will answer the question because right. it's just like a but, kind of a guarded secret. But I think, though, too, and, and I think it needs to be said, and people have to understand that you guys have put in years and years of sweat, blood, tears to build your IP, right? Your intellectual property. What, right, you've, right. what you've put in and your tried and true methodology of figuring out the right way and the wrong ways, right? Right, right. You should be allowed to protect that. 100%. Yeah. And, 
And this is a proprietary process that you and guys have had to figure 99 out. 99% of the time, everybody that asks us a question is, is completely respectful. Correct. You know what I mean? 99% right. of the time. Right. So it's, it's just... It's just how the industry was. So him and I were able to actually talk to talk to each other, right? You know, and um, it's almost and, like a mutual mentorship, right? Right. Because yeah. really, that's you know what happened is that you know, and especially with the support between you know, because like I like the conversation that I like to hear about one day is the whole like what got you to the point of being like I'm ready to to, to oh, quit. Can, and then, well, that's let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, he can tell that story for the merger. Why I decided? Oh, at fifty why bucks. I conceded. Uh, you know, you go to ship out a helmet, and, you know, usually it's like 25, 30 bucks with insurance. So I was like, oh, fine, yeah, and pay for it and whatnot. And come to find out, the rates change. As you're paying for it, the rates are already changing. Yeah. So when I already tell a customer, hey, it's only going to be 20 bucks, I checked in you with, and the rates change now, it's like $55. For shipping? Yeah. Like, the right. fuck? You know, it just cutting yeah, all right. my profit. Because, like he said, there isn't a lot of money to be made on this unless you're pumping out volume. Right. And you can't pump out a lot of volume to the point where the quality suffers too. So you gotta take your time. So I happen one, two, three, four, and I know five times like that's I'm fucking tired of this shit. I don't want to deal with invoicing, shipping, emails, or any of that bullshit that stops me from doing the work. The business yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd rather just do the work. Right. Because that's that's how it started. And what you enjoy. Yeah. 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 So, so that was it, huh? Damn postal service. Fifty bucks, yeah. Well, I'm 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 laughing because I'm sitting at the firehouse one night, right? It's a Sunday night. And he calls me up and he goes, "That's it, I'm fucking done." I was like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "What now?" Yeah, you know right. What I mean? yeah, like, yeah, 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 right. What now? He goes, "He goes, no, 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 I'm serious. I'm fucking done." I was like, "Oh wait, are, like really?" He's like, "Yeah." He goes, "How are we gonna do this partnership?" And I was like, "That was it." So wait, what happened? And he goes, oh, "I lost fifty bucks on you know the shipping and this thing." And I'm laughing because I'm like, "Look, I blink and lose fifty bucks." You know what I mean? And I just laugh and walk away. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, we couldn't be more polar opposite right. from each other. Right. And uh, so then he goes, no, I'm serious. He goes, let me run this idea by you. Uh, your infrastructure system you built is exactly what, you know, would benefit. I need. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. The whole back end. Uh, right. And just having him in there, you know, for me, having him in the shop. And, you know, earlier this year, uh, my second son was born. And then two weeks after my second son was born, my oldest son broke his femur. Right and was in a half body cast for the summer and you know listen family's first at the end of the day you know family is is what's the most important thing 100%. so he was able to step into the shop and just assume my role right and able to keep the shop going you know what i mean because you know he has the knowledge and experience of what we've done for the last 10 years uh he was able to just walk right in and the shop kept running yeah. Um, and I was able to focus on my family, which is nice. You know, that'll just show you what our relationship is. You know, hundred um, percent. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So we, he said, no. He goes, let's let's talk about this. What are we going to do? How, how are we going to do this? Your infrastructure system, my business model. Um, I can help out on the restoration end. You know, because he missed it. You, you lied. Don't don't lie. You missed it a little bit. <laughs> but you guys also, but you complement each other very well too, because right. it's two different aspects of the of the process as well, right? right. So, right. um, which I think is why this probably works very well and why your relationship always worked well. Well, now that, you know, now we're, you know, nine months into the merger and, and uh, you know, our, our roles have certainly changed from what we thought yeah. they were going to be and how we thought the business was going to be. And, you know, I really enjoy the business end of it. You know, I'm not really so much hands-on with the helmets anymore, whereas right. Ash is more hands-on with the helmets than me. 
Um, but I, I do the back end of it. I do the business. I do the problem solving. You yep. know, we come up with a business idea, a business problem, and you know, it's my job to come up with a solution. I can't imagine though. Um, everything is peaches and cream. No, of course not. Right? I mean, with anything, right? You have, you know, in the fire service is a funny thing, right? We're all alphas. Yeah. So you know, you were doing your thing for so long in, in your home. You're calling a hundred percent of the shots. Mm. You're calling all the shots in yeah. your shop. You guys finally both had enough, said let's do this together under one roof. You got two companies under one roof because you are still two companies, correct? You're, right, yeah, we we're two right? separate so companies. You're still two separate companies, yet you complement each other so well that it's under one roof now. And so, you know, with that though, there has to be some friction every once in a while. And yeah, I, we, we have our blowouts, of course. you know what I mean? But at the end of the blowout, we can circle back in five minutes. Because of the mutual respect. Right, because we respect each other. Right. So partnerships, respect, are, yeah, partnerships are tough. I can respect his position, he can respect mine. We yeah. gotta come together and figure out what's gonna be the best decision because at the end of the day, you know, things change when you have employees that depend on the money they're making from you. Correct. To put food on their table, That's to right. pay their rent. It's not about you anymore. It's, it's a whole not about other, me, it's not about what I want it's to a whole do other here. Game. It's about what's the best decision that's gonna be for Sabrina, who is full time. And, and I, I think, you know, um, I th you're 100% right, just coming from the business world as well. I also think it parallels the fire service really well because I'm a firm believer that the boss works for the crew. Right. And the yeah. crew doesn't work for the boss. Right. And I look around this room with Lee and, and Rich here and a couple of the other senior guys, which we'll, we'll get into the dynamics of your shop in a few minutes, but with the senior guys, right, you look at that and you think about a district chief or a deputy chief, they work harder for the men and women than the men and women should be working for them. And it's kind of the same philosophy here, it seems like, that you guys work for your employees. Right? You work for everybody that's here well, in I can't Cordell. do all this work by myself. Correct. Right? 100%. So, 100%. You know. So let's talk about that. You got a, a tremendous amount from the day we met, probably two and a half years ago, Pete, yeah, yeah. to now. Uh, there's a lot of new faces and a lot of new people in this show. So mm. what, what <laughs> happened is, is uh, you know, we thought it was just going to be business as normal. You right. know, we thought yeah. I thought I was going to be driving down to the Woodbridge twice a week, throw some brass on, see you later. Yeah. You know, open up his gate, turn a screwdriver. Yeah, I'm he, was, drill, I'm out of here. he was doing his, you know, thing. He was like, "Look, I'm doing this this many helmets a month. I'm just going to move that many helmets a month down to your shop. I'll work a couple of days a week, month, maybe, and you know, we'll be good." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds good." You know, I got you know at this point I had Mike and Dan uh, and another fella um, that. Uh, we're working in the shop, you know, pretty small. And I had I had one girl that started, uh, Jules. She was the first uh, right. admin girl, and right. uh, you know, so we thought it. All of a sudden, you know, we're like, huh, a lot of orders are coming in. <laughs> and that I was like, that, I mean, it. Twenty twenty, we went after the merge was a completely unmanageable growth in the business. It was a hundred percent unmanageable for. Um, for the growth of what we and in, in the middle of a pandemic, right? You know, I mean, we didn't know what to do. You know, I mean, you know, we didn't know what to do. Why? We just well, me for instance, when I was ordering helmets just by myself out of my house, like I would do ten to fifteen orders a month, and that's not receiving. Like I would just say, okay, I get ten to fifteen requests, like so put the order into a dealer or whoever, and then I'd have to wait and get the helmets in, but. 10 to 15 grew to 30 to 40 overnight. 
And you know, the first month that we ordered helmets, it was like 30 to 40 plus like 10 to throw on the shelves just in case. Right. Second month in, I was ordering 90. <laughs> but the numbers and never stopped. No, right. That's were, the thing. The numbers never stopped. This month, I ordered 149 helmets. Yeah. And they're going to sell. Yeah. Right. Now, I think what's cool about that, right? So to educate, well, I want to talk about a couple things, but to educate everybody listening and watching, and people that really don't know much about, you do the restorations, but you also do new helmet sales with the retro, well, right? That's, so That's what Ash's business model Correct. So talk about that real quick, right? When you talk retro, Rob hit on it before, the retro division, right? Mm -hmm. what, basically, Ashley, like, give me just a little background as to, like, what you do. So what I do is instead of going to all hands at the fire store and buying a helmet off the rack. This is what you get, this is what you're stuck with. Right. Give you the option, like, you can get traditional retro brass, hand fitted, or, you know, the blacked out brass, <laughs> hand fitted. But, you know, a brim shape of your choice, as long as it's functional. Borks, no borks, trim of your choice, low on the helmet, old school, and I'll fit the helmet to your head. Medium or large, thin ear flaps, if you want short or long, if you want the ratchet, no ratchet. So. Kind of like how it was back in the day driving a jersey, you get a helmet fitted to your head. Right. I give you the choice of buying a helmet the way you want it. I love it. Retro style. Though. Yep. So. Yep. I think that's, I, I just, I love that, right? Because so many people, I, I can't wait to hear the feedback from this episode mm. because I think so many people don't even know that's a possibility. Well, I think that was what we talked about because I didn't really understand what it meant, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking of some kind of like new definition of, of retro, but when, like he described, and we did it before in the, in the long form content of breaking the helmet down, like getting that deep seated harness in there, or suspension in there rather, and just like overall, like right as he's saying it, these are problems that I knew were there, my brain was so scrambled, it didn't quite make sense. And then he's like, so just as an example, you know, you can use Tucker's helmet, he's got this traditional, or not traditional style, um, like now when it comes into the retro he's going to cut this for the helmet so it fits on perfectly but one of the things that i never realized was that the um helmet shield that's always here is always coming up coming back in because this is a one piece fits all mm -hmm. and that's where that custom work comes right. in to make it happen and if you can like i mean if you're spending the money, spend the money and get something that's going to be good. Well, how about, like, we, we talked about this before, and it, it has to be reiterated, right? Like, you're going to have a 25, 30-year career, hopefully, in the fire service, right? This is your signature. Yeah. So when you get it up front, like Ashley said, when he got when he got hired and they gave him a, a stock helmet out of a box and said, here's the next 30 years, here's your helmet, Yeah. it's a piece of crap. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't fit right. right. It sits slanted on my head. The suspension's too high. You know, wrong size. Right? Wrong size. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right? I heard that's the rich Miss Sheridan story with me the other day about that. Right? Here you go, kid. Good luck with your career. And you're like, the thing comes over my eyes. I can't see. You know? Like, right. There's, right. there's no concept of, you know, personalize and make it yours. And I, I think what you guys are doing here is very much that is, you know, we, we are individuals in the fire service and you want to personalize and represent who you are. So, I love that. Ash, can somebody come here when you're when you're in a shop and actually sit down with you to make sure that everything's... Yes. Right? Yeah, that's, actually, that's I encourage you? it. I mean, there's there's pros and cons to it because it takes me away from what I'm doing in there, but I still work out of my, my shop in my house. So, right. the work gets done either way. But honestly, if you want the helmet to fit right, take a drive. 
we'll make it work. Well, and that's and that was kind of the big push for this facility um, was we knew we were gonna we knew we were gonna get to a place where we are now. We just didn't know how fast it was gonna come. Uh, and we want to create somewhat of a destination so somebody can drive in, they can see the shop, they can see the guys working, they can talk to Ash, they can talk to me. You know, any questions that they have, you know, put a face to everything. Uh, and you know, we're starting to get all of our collectibles and all our, you know, stuff hanging on the walls so people can kind of see like a little mini museum for, you know, Connecticut firefighting with like New Haven, Hartford, things like that. Yeah, I love um, it. You know, so it's just, it's a destination spot for somebody to come to. Excellent breeder today. Yeah, excellent greeter. You know, we Rich is the Rich is the greeter. Um, I think the, our, I think the point of that too, right, Pete, is that this is a place where people want to come. Right, right. right? When guys, I, I know when Rich started uh, working here because Rich and I are, are dear friends, and he said to me, he's like, it's enjoyable. It's like I get to go there and hang with people that I enjoy telling stories with and hearing about the latest fire and talking about the latest thing on national fire radio and all those things, right? And like, the best part about that is you surround yourself with like-minded people and great things happen. And so this, this building, so the merger, you guys then get the square footage to represent what you're doing. Yep. Yep. And I can foresee you guys outgrowing this place rather quickly as yep. well. But it is a destination. And, um, and I do encourage you, if you're within a, you know, a couple hour drive of making the point of coming here and seeing what you guys are doing. Um, because what you are doing is, you know, really capturing and and uh, creating a storyline for the individual, giving the person their own personality in the fire service with the retro division, while maintaining the integrity of the tradition and culture through your own helmet when it needs a refurbishment and so on. And I, I just, I think what you guys do here, you complement each other so well, and this merger really was a no-brainer. And, and to sit here today with you guys and and the chat and so on is just a you know real honor for me, and I, I can't wait to share the story. I do want to know where we're headed and what we're doing, right? So, I mean, you guys, the one thing I love, Pete, you and I, we'll get on a we'll get on a phone call, and we, next thing you know, it's 50 minutes into a phone call, and we're still talking about the first thing that came to our mind, let alone the 15 other things that are already yeah, right, really right. out. No, I know, I know, right? Well, you know, for me, growing a business and dealing with the business stuff day to day, I get the same feeling that I do when I'm on a rig going to a call and I see a header. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're going to work. Nice. I get that same feeling. Yeah. Um, so I can't sit still. So I'm going to try and grow the business um, at a pace where we still don't lose our small shop feel. Right. But we're providing more for the rest of the country. I mean, you know, by no means are Ash and I in the industry. But there seems to be in the last 10 years, uh, the helmet refurb industry has kind of created itself through social media. There's, you know, you yeah. have, uh, Jason from Rekindled, you have uh, NorPal of Lids and Lettering. Um, you know, you have some bigger names, guys that are putting out like a serious product. Right. Um, and there's no money in reservations at all. <laughs> so how do we keep the shop going? How do we keep right. it continuing? So, I think Ash and I are kind of moving into, without you know, like too much out of the bag, I think we're kind of moving into more of a um, support for the industry. Yep. Where the guys that are running their restoration shops out of their basement, because why do we stay in our basement? Because that's how we make money, because we don't make money when we have a shop. Uh, <laughs> is, is, uh, gives them the ability to uh, continue doing what they're doing. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll be there to kind of support them. That's kind of the direction that he's going. So, that's great. Um, in a lot of different ways, you know, with what we'll have available. Yeah. Um, 
I like to, and where I was headed with that also, Pete, is just the fact that like there's no standing still. I mean, you're constantly when you when you look at entrepreneurs and you look at people that have a passion for what they do, and this just kind of reinforces where I was heading before about does it become you know do you fall out of love with what it is because it's getting bigger and bigger? But I think we all kind of have the same commonality to the effect that you know we want to push harder and work harder. We still love the process. We love. We love well, all right. of it, and it's just grow it and build it and make it more yours, you know? Right. It, it, it's, you know, I already have, you know, six ideas just from talking to you today since you've been here about, you know, where the company might go in the future. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I get that same feeling. Yeah. You know, that same adrenaline rush. And, I'm the same way. You know, Ash is, you know, he just likes to work more. So right. It's funny, like, the bigger pile of helmets he has to work on. The happier he is. Well, when you go from fifteen, when you go from fifteen a month to one hundred and forty-nine a month, yeah. um, you're you're trending in the right direction. As a business guy, you're you're trending. Yeah, it would appear so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, what the, is? Good. You know, I'm, I'm kind of looking at everybody that's here. This is awesome, know. by the uh, way. We're just if you're listening or watching, like we have a, a, just an awesome group. Totally Watch surreal. It. Totally yeah. surreal. And, yeah. Very cool. Um, the hardest thing about you know, owning a business or managing a business is personalities. Right. Right. And if you don't have the right personalities working together, the whole business is affected. That's right. You know, um, and when I was in, when I was in high school, I worked at a place called Joe's Auto. And I always said, that's what I want to get back to. Because I was there when I was off. I was there when I was working. I was there, you know, on the weekends. I mean, my whole life was the place. It was a bunch of awesome guys. And we just shot the shit. Incredible environment. Awesome environment. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, you learned and, and kind of looking at what we're sitting here now it's like you know i kind of i'll never replace joe's auto but if i can get as close to it as i can you know then i'll be happy and, and, and uh, just seeing like our staff and you know everybody i mean these guys you know i'm not like a boss i'm always running around with a cup of coffee like you know asking how everybody's doing just i, I think know. there's a, a tremendous amount of uh respect and mutual respect in this building and from everything that i've seen and every time i come here i meet somebody new and it's just like you know, a different face and a, and a different name, but the same level of care and desire and want to be here. Right. And, and, you know, we were growing so fast, you know, Ash and I had to really discuss, like, you know, I've had to let a couple employees go this year. You know, it has not, there's absolutely the downside of what we do. One of the worst things I've yeah. ever had to go through. And, you know, but once those personalities don't click in the shop, that's right. It throws the whole shop off. And it affects your entire business. And that's, I think, the biggest thing we've had to learn is Ash and I really had to sit down and talk, like, all right, what are we doing? You know, where, where are we at? What are we doing? Mike, you know, Mike's the shop manager. And, uh, you know, we've had to have those conversations of that. So I think, you know, and what we have now is we, everybody that's standing here watching us, uh, making me uncomfortable, is, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty much here to stay. You know, yeah. I mean, we have, a, we have a fantastic crew of people. Um, and without them, there's no this. And it, and it should be said. I mean, you have uh, firefighters, uh, military, yep. right? retired military, uh, and so on working. So it's it's all like-minded people. But what I love about it is you go from the probie to the deputy chief. Right. Well, that's moment. kind of the interesting thing. I think we right? touched on a little earlier when we were filming that stuff. Right. Is, you know, you got district chief here. Yep. You know, retired, uh, retired senior tour commander there. Ash, you know, is on attack and drives. He's been on 13 years. I've right. been on New Haven 7. So there's a wide range so that, you know, like, say, Chelsea or Dan or Pat, they're kind of young into their careers. Imagine being able to go to a place and just walking up to a guy that's got 28 years on as a senior commander, 
you know, another actively serving, you know, 20 plus year chief. Plus, you know, you got Ash, 13, he's halfway through his career. I'm at the, you know, first, you know, third of mine. Right. Um, and then all the people that walk in, yep. you know, it's, it's, they can go to any of those people and it's just an unlimited resource. On a, so, on a first name basis, right, on right. a uh, relaxed conversation right. level. I mean, I could only think about, you know, being able to work next to guys that have experience like that and just being able to chew the, chew the shit with them um, is just priceless. Right. No, no, no. It's where you go, where it's going to find And that's the environment here. I mean, and that's why, you know, talking about this as a destination, that's why you want to come here. While we were while we're filming right now, a guy came in to drop his helmet off. Yep. I was like, you should have hung out. I don't know if he's still here. You should have hung out. Like, right, right. pull up a cup of coffee and, you know, yeah, I mean, sure. that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> buy, buy, buy a shirt. Buy some apparel, please. <laughs> I got to keep the lights on this month. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I we were just talking, what if, you know, when COVID hit right when we were going to do the merger? Right when we were, we delayed it a month, and I finally, you know, we finally said we're like, look, we got to pull the plug, gotta we got to do, do it. And imagine if we had waited. Yeah. You know, imagine if we had waited. Yep. And uh, you know, we would not be sitting here right I now. I think it's sure. I think it's important to talk about too is that you know life always throws something at you. When the time is time, it's you got to move. You got to move. You got to make uh, a decision to move. And that's um, the thing about being a business, you know, is that right. when do you pull the trigger? Right. There's never like this big. Nope. Light in the sky that says, Never. pull the trigger now. Yeah, I pull wish. The now. I wish there was. You just have to go based off your feeling, and that's why Ash and I have been so successful right. is that, and you know, and yourself, and uh, and Rob is so successful is you know when to pull the trigger. Oh. You know, you can't be afraid to pull it. I had no clue how I was going to pay for this building, but I knew I needed it. Yep. I get it. You know, sometimes you just got to pull the trigger and you just got to go. Yeah. You know. So, so where are we headed? So we have uh, we did a little recording earlier about the space next door, right? And the square footage you have here. Do you want to go into that conversation a little bit? You want to talk about uh, growing on and creating a venue for a division of training? Yeah, sure. Right. So, I mean, you guys. What I love is you guys are full of ideas, like we like we hit on before. And so, there's always something that um, that is brewing, and the next step. Uh, with some of the uh, senior guys that you have here and helping you uh, put together a venue and training and education space here at Ragtop, Division of Training. Right, so when I looked at this facility af after I signed a lease, the landlord was like, oh, hey, come check this place out. So you, if you walk through the shop and you go through the back door and you take a left, it opens up to this like 8,000 square foot event center. Yeah. And immediately I was like, whoa. We just did the Let's Talk Shop, which was very successful. I could do Let's Talk Shop right here, mm -hmm. you know, and we can kind of combine everything. So the one thing I've learned being a business guy is you, you have to surround yourself with people that are good at doing what they do. Right. So, you know, me and Ash are talking about it and his father and Rich, uh, they were the leads on it. You know, I... What do I, how can I support you? What, what can I do? You right. guys make the decisions. And right. I'll, I'll support you whatever way I need. Because there's no way I could handle it myself. Or me and Ash could handle it together because right. we have our hands full. Yeah. I, I, I try to take some of the reins on it and you know, give the old timers there some supervision. But <laughs> I told them straight up, like, I'm delegating most of the duties to you guys. Right, right. I'm not going to say I have final say because it's going to come across his desk and mine. But, like, we'll hit it as a team. But right. it's on those two guys just because they've got the time and expertise. You know, when he bought the shop space, I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do with all this space? <laughs> you know? right. 
And yep. then uh, now we're sitting here it's like filled up pretty quick, huh? We need to knock some walls down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Take so some of the event center space. We're looking at it like you know, what can we do? You know, not only to pay overhead, but like pay it forward back to the fire service. Like right. we're already doing helmets. What about getting some credible guys down here, do their teaching circuit or whatnot? So I talked to my father, like, hey, you know, instead of having to reach out to a department, hey, will you host me? Uh, what if we just have it here? You use our network, yep. you use our space. Right. Everything's taken care of. Yeah. So I. I he said, oh, sure, great idea. Then I went to Rich. Rich is like, I could already see where you're heading with this. I got a few things in mind. Let me make some calls. So it sounded like a plausible idea, right? So they hit the ground running, and then he showed me the space next door, and I almost shook the pants. Yeah. <laughs> this is insane. What are we going to do? Yeah. Right. right. Well, you have the infrastructure, because I think that's where right. a lot of people, like Jeremy and I, we were all having this conversation about some of the untap events. It's a, it's a logistics uh, problem that gets come up with a solution, and you have to have... That, you know that network to be able to facilitate that you have it but what, right. what's cool is you 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 have it based upon this business but now you're you're going to turn it into something that's going to get back to the fire service which is right and it's also representative of what and who you guys are right this is going to be a space that you're going to pay it forward right this right. is a space where you're going to find like-minded instructors and training companies that have a that can find a home here that represent the values of Capital City and the values of Ragtop, right? And you right, bring them right. in and you say, listen, not only do we do this, and not only are we preserving tradition and culture uh, here with the fire helmets, but we also can offer this. We bring this also forward, which represents our core values. I, I love that. I absolutely love it. Good. I'm a firm believer of leaving this place better than you found it. Yep. You know, whether it's here or at work, I'm always on my guys, let's do this, let's do that, let's train, let's do something. You know, I told my father many times, why don't you write a book about everything you learned before you end up six feet under and then I don't know anything or half of what you've done with yourself right. at the job. Like, how can we transfer the knowledge over? Right. And same with us, like, what are we going to do? You do a whole career and there's no way to tell people the same information and pass it on. Well, here's a perfect way to do it. Yeah, and I, I agree with you 100%, and that's what National Fire Radio was founded on. No, right, as I say, that's exactly what you guys are doing, and that's exactly the contributions you're making to the American Fire Service. We're trying. You know, we're trying. And, uh, it's, but it's, it's the stories and the right. relationships um, and so on, and, and that's what we're doing here today, and I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super happy and, and very proud of both of you for what you guys have built from your you know, humble beginnings in your basements to where you are today with the crew that you have. Um, I have to say that uh, you know, if, uh, if you're anywhere near you know, this part of the country, you need to come through here and experience this um, firsthand because uh, not only will you both and your crew take the time to individually get to know each person that brings their helmet through here, you guys are curator of that and, and you're preserving each person's career as it comes through or starting a career with the retro division. I mean, you you know, that is something after 25, 30 years, that retro division helmet is going to be hung on their wall of a successful career. Yeah, I didn't think about that. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild. It's even weird seeing sometimes, like, you'll see our helmets for sale on, on the Internet. And it's like, oh, refurbished by Radcop, and, or it's a it's a 2018 CCFH retro, and it's, it's just wild to see that. You're like, yeah. It's like a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where for us, we're just, you know, we're, we're just, uh, you know, we're just doing what we like. Yeah. You know, we're just following well, ourselves. And on that note, um, don't lose that passion. Yeah, you no, know? we don't, we don't plan on it. As, uh, for us, this is going to be, you know, we, we sat and talked. This is going to be a minimum 20, 30 year investment. For I us. love it. Um, yeah, at least. 
you know, every everything seems to kind of happen naturally. You know, we have five years worth of ideas tucked in the back of our heads that we talk about all the time. You know, retro division, restoration division, apparel division. Tools. Uh, we're starting a tools division. Yep. Yeah, you'll see a manufacturing division mm -hmm. start. You'll see a lot of these divisions start and the company grow. I hope we never grow out of this place because I still think it's big enough to do what we need to do but it still gives us that kind of small shop feel, which we always try, I always try and preserve that. Somebody called me the Walmart fire homes the other day, and I was like, I mean, everybody goes to Walmart, so is it that bad? I don't know, <laughs> see, right? Like, you can, you can play that either you know, way. I don't know, I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't know. You know what, I mean, you know what popped into my, you know? you know what popped into my head when you were just explaining that, that you don't want to outgrow this, you think that there's enough here and so on, and, and what I truly picture is that single bay, like Rescue Two, in, in in New York City or something, where the firehouse is a hundred years old, and they have all the history of that company on the walls. Right, right. And then the department says we're building you a new firehouse. Right. And you look at that and you go, oh, we don't want the new firehouse. Right. Mm -hmm. We want to stay where we're steeped in tradition. We want to stay where the culture and all the stories were made. And I think that if you find this to be your home. I think that's super important because you guys are not just a business. You're bigger than that. You represent the best of the fire service and you represent those stories and you know everybody standing around here today listening and taking time out of their day to listen to me blabber on. And, and the thing is, is very simply this, is that that's what you guys are, the foundation of what you do here. And so, you know, don't grow out of this. No. You know? No, we, we won't. Take what you're building here and we just won't. make it. It's a nice spot for us. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's good. You know, it's, it's, a mile and a half from my house. <laughs> <laughs> I was to say, if we ever grow out of this, how about if one more exit closer to my house? Yeah, there you go. I got you one more exit closer to your house. Just in the wrong direction. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, it is good to see you both laughing and smiling and enjoying what you do. Um, I know you both work very hard on top of your, yeah. your jobs in the cities and with your families and so on. But um, I have to just say thank you for taking a day out today and having us here. Yeah, thanks for um, this thank was for awesome. And, yeah, this um, isn't... Jay Lono or anything, but I never thought I would actually be sitting here with your crew, so. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Well, I listen, I appreciate it. And, you know, Rob Rob uh, made a comment about it before, and it's very true for myself, and I know the rest of the guys with the crew, is that, you know, we appreciate and cherish every guest we have because you're trusting us with your story. And so we have to be the steward of that to make sure that we represent and do that correctly. And so for me, I walk away from today, this is just an incredible uh, experience for me. Um, and to be able to share your story with whoever's willing to listen is just, uh, you know, icing on the cake. It's fantastic. So, to a wonderful career uh, on the job for both you, as well as with Ragtop and Capital City and your crew here today. Um, thank you. Um, you know, Rob, I, I just, uh, what a great experience. To the yeah, no, this has been fantastic. So, yeah, good. As I said, good. I guys enjoyed it. Walked through, and I just had this electric feeling. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, yeah, Pete, yeah, well, we'll be back. We'll so be back i got to get sure. this place, you know, done up right. I, so. I mean, you don't even have a scanner on in the place. I we're know, I know. Before, so we'll it's, get a, it's, a, it's a metal building. <laughs> no reception. But I will say, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take it out from here. But I, Pete and Ashley, um, thank you. On behalf of Rob and myself and, and Tucker and Sebi and the rest of the National Fire Radio crew, um, thank you. We, we value you guys and your experiences and your business. And... Uh, Look forward to many years of uh, hanging and uh, yeah, telling more stories. Yeah, so congratulations on your success in the merger, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best in 2021. So perfect. Good. Thank, Thank you, you brother. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Appreciate it, pal.